welcome to Rise Up For You, a unique podcast dedicated to uplifting women in their day-to-day life, but open to all to enjoy and share. My name is Natalina, the founder of Rise Up For You, through interviews with various experts and professionals on relationships, investing, self-worth, entrepreneurship, love, and health. This podcast is committed to empowering and spreading knowledge and motivation to all. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Hi everyone, this is Natalina, your host of the Rise Up For You podcast. Thank you so much for joining us here today. We have an awesome episode with Sherry Nichols. She's going to be talking with us about how to empower yourself and find the love within yourself so that you can better love others. She talks about with us about how we get tripped up and stuck, and sometimes we adapt these behaviors that prevent us from getting what we want in life and from really achieving and finding the love that we want, um, again, in ourselves and with others. This is a very powerful episode with Sherry, so I encourage you to share it with your friends and your family. Rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Hi, Sherry. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Rise Up For You podcast. It's an honor to have you on the show. I always like to start off the show by letting the audience get to know our guests. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Okay. Netta, it is really an honor to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. I love what you're doing. Thank you for the work that you're doing and what you're putting out to the world. I think it's, it's just awesome. Um, I am a, I am a women's empowerment coach and, uh, an author. I, um, really my mission, my mission became very clear to me, uh, when I went through a rather devastating divorce and after really taking a good look at how that happened and my responsibility in it and how, how I got to a place in my life where I suddenly woke up and said, Oh my gosh. How did I get here? I mean, I don't know if that's ever happened to you, Netta, but you know, it's definitely, uh, definitely is what happened for me. And in really coming to take a really close, good look at myself and take a look at where could I, um, where could I make some changes and what is the life that I would really love to have and how do, how did I get here and how can I, how can I move out of it? It was then uh, really having that wake-up moment and making those shifts and those changes that led me to really becoming very passionate about working with women who get to a point in their life and realize, wow, this just isn't the life I thought I was going to have, and being feeling kind of stuck and not really knowing which way to go, whether that be that you're in a relationship that fell apart and you're not clear how it happened, whether it be that you have never been in a relationship and you thought you would be, or whether it's that, you know, you just, uh, maybe you're a mom and, and the family life just isn't what you thought it was going to be, but you're, you're definitely have reached a point in your life where you're questioning, how did I get here? I don't even know who I am anymore. And, uh, from that point, you know, I, like I said, I just became super passionate about helping women really transform their lives into one of joy and one of love and um, to, to get back in touch with their unique diamond essence. I, I really feel very strongly that every woman is this beautiful diamond. It's at the core of our being and it never leaves. It's never gone, but it can get covered up with a lot of 
um, thoughts and ideas and situations and, um, you know, just ways of being and behaviors that take us away from that beauty that's really within us. And so it's just a matter of clearing that out and getting back in touch with the truth of who you are. And so I, I decided to write a book and, uh, create a system that worked for me to, to reach more, more people and empower them and helping them move forward. And from that, I, I became a coach and that's brings me to today. Awesome. So I'd like to backtrack just a little bit because, um, I think that, the, you know, there's quite a few women. I think all of us at some point, at least once, you know, possibly multiple times in our life go through that, through that moment of how did I get here? Um, but before we kind of jump into some of the great work that you're doing and, and some of the tips that you have for us, why do you think we end up getting there to begin with? You know, we, we tend to sometimes put ourselves in these situations and we don't recognize that we're doing them. And then, as you mentioned, we kind of wake up one day and we're like, what just happened? Um, you know, why is it that we put ourselves in these situations? Is it from our childhood? Is it from our past? You know, what's your uh, professional take on that? I think it's a combination of things. Uh, my experience is that definitely how you grew up, um, you know, it sounds cliche, but it really it really does make a difference in uh, the patterns that you create for yourself as you go through life. So, for example, uh, if you if you grew up in a family, you know, I have one client in particular. She grew up with um, alcoholic parents and she grew up with the mistaken belief that, you know, she wasn't lovable. And because she took on that belief, she kept creating situations and scenarios in her life that really... Uh, continue to support that belief. Now, it's not a conscious belief that she had. You know, a lot of these beliefs that we take on when we're kids are not conscious. We just, you know, we come to these conclusions, but, and they live within us. And as we go through life, we keep having the same types of patterns. Uh, for this particular client, she ended up being in um, a relationship, her first marriage where uh, her husband left her and her second marriage, her husband cheated on her. And, um, it wasn't until we, you know, we looked at what was causing that, that she was able to create some new beliefs around her worthiness and her value and really did a 180 around her relationship and career and all aspects of her life. So for sure, the beliefs that you carry from your childhood, as well as your own idea of how how do we obtain love? Because one thing that, that every person in the world wants is love. You know, um, I'm going, you know, I, I'm stepping out on that, but I do believe it, that deep down at the core of every person, we have the desire for love. And where we can get kind of tripped up and stuck as we, as we get older and get to life where it's like, how did I get here? Is, our, is the way that we go about getting that love. So for some people, it's they've adapted behaviors like people-pleasing, right? I'll, I'll just, if I do this, then this person will love me. Or, you know, um, if, I, if I accomplish enough, then, um, then people will really think that I'm special and worthy of love. And we put ourselves into these false ideas of, how we can get love instead of just understanding that just who we are 
is lovable. And, and so by pushing ourselves and trying to fit ourselves into this mold that's not really authentic to who we are, we, we squeeze ourselves. And when we squeeze ourselves and constrict ourselves, we really, you know, we decrease the life energy within us. And, and, uh, you know, over time, what does that look like? That's exhaustion. That's really, um, over, overdoing, over achieving, overworking, you know, putting all of our energy and our attention on things that don't bring us joy. And over a certain amount of time, we reach a point where we just, we can't, you know, we look finally at our life and say, Oh my gosh, I, I have been like either living like a flatline life or I'm, I'm really kind of sublime depressed or to the extreme of, you know, some people get disease or they just, they just don't have the life that they would love to have. So it's really a combination of things. You know, it's interesting that you say that because um, it's also not sustainable, which I think is why a lot of times many relationships fall apart, both romantically, friendship-wise, it really doesn't matter that, you know, when you go in one way because you want to receive love, but that's, as you mentioned, not your authentic self, after a while that's going to go away because, you know, it's not sustainable. It's not you. And I think that's where the tension and conflict comes into relationships later on in life. You're absolutely hundred percent, you know, right on with that meta. Um, I really love that you brought that up because this is what really, um, creates a lot of the issues. And then what also happens is when you're, when you are so exhausted, you're looking outside of yourself for somebody to really boost you up and to bring you that energy. And the truth is, is that it's, it's within each of us. And when we can connect, when we can really connect with that love, that's always there for us, which is that divine love, whatever, you know, whether you, you, whatever your faith is, or if you have a belief in God or you believe in the universe, there is something greater than each and every one of us. It's breathing us right now. So, you know, there's something greater. And if we stay connected to that life force, then we can fill ourselves up with a, a beautiful love 24-7. And when we look outside of ourselves for somebody to bring that to us, it can create such a roller coaster ride. And like you say, it can be, doesn't matter if it's romantic, if it's friendship, if it's a work situation. But if we're always looking outside, then we're really setting ourselves up to, uh, to be disappointed and to, um, to really kind of emotionally be in a topsy-turvy situation. Yeah. And, you know, they always say that in order to love others, to truly love others, you must love yourself first. And um, oftentimes that tends to be something that we overjump. We jump over it, even though we know that, uh, you know, that's kind of the truth, that in order to love others, you have to love yourself first. I know you've created, you know, this incredible system, and you're going to share some examples with us. You know, just out of curiosity, how did this system come about? Was it something that you began to implement after your divorce and then you realized that, you know, it was a good thing that worked for you and from there it kind of, you know, continued? Yeah, I think um, basically I, I, when I was in uh, this awakened state of, wow, you know, I, I really am not loving my life right now. I'm pretty devastated, um, you know what I could either sink or I could swim. And I decided, you know, I'm going to swim. And, and that means taking a good look at my life. And these are the, you know, I kind of started to do some study myself. And what I realized was there are some steps 
in, in getting to a place where you're able to create the type of uh, relationship you want. Because, Ned, I think the thing is, is that we also have to understand that where are we at in our own viewing of ourselves? Because we can never outperform our own self-image. And so we it's not by chance that we attract what we attract in our life or that we end up where we're ending up in life. Life happens. It's not happening to us. It's happening through us and with us all the time. So the first step for, that I you know, really felt was important was to, was to create a vision of what it is, how it is that I would love my life to look. And I think for anybody out there who is in a situation where you're not happy with where you're at in life, the first thing that you always want to do is look at what would I love? You know, what would, what would uh, my life look like if I were just absolutely in love with it? And then from there, you know, the second and the reason why it's so important and write it down. The reason why it's so important is because when you write something down, you take it out of your head and you make it more real. You connect both the left and right hemispheres of your brain and it sends out a more powerful signal so that you're, you're owning it and you're really connected to it. And then the second, the second thing that you want to do is you want to really look at, um, you know, are you, are you really connected to that? Right. Are you really connected to living that way? And what does, you know, who is that woman who is living that way? You know, what is she, what is she about? You want to write down some traits that she symbolizes. And, um, and that could be anything from how you show up, you know, what's your communication style? What's your, what, uh, what types of, uh, words do you use? What, what is your, uh, dress like? What is your uh, style? Like, how are you behaving with other people? You know, are you, uh, um, are you a confident woman? You know, you want to really look at what, what are the elements and the traits that, that she possesses? And then the third step is, am I being that woman on a consistent basis? Because, and here's why knowing that will change your life. Because when you intentionally really co-create um, that, that future, you know, the person that you see yourself as being, when you get into that same frequency of that woman, you know, you're then going to be able to close that gap. And you're going to be able to bring that life, that woman, to you and uh, much quicker. You're going to be living as that woman. Does that make sense, Meta? Yeah, and I think it's, you know, really interesting. It's specifically the second step, you know, you know, making sure that you're connected to it because I think that oftentimes we do the first step. Uh, we'll write down the, the vision. We'll create the vision. But then we don't actually walk that walk to receive it. Um, and right. so in order to obtain that ideal life or the vision that we have, we then have to make sure that what we are putting out there, um, you know, we're receiving what we want. And so I think that that second step really resonates with me because I think that a lot of times specifically with women um, and, and our audience is that we, we see what we want, but we're not actually you know, making sure that we're showing up in that way. And I, that, that could really be a game changer, um, as well as the third step, which is then becoming consistent with it. Yes. And you know, it's really very true what you're saying that because exactly that. And, and I tell you why a lot of times, um, a lot of, a lot of us don't step into it is because it requires us living outside of our comfort zone. 
And even though we say we want something, taking the actual steps to do it can be a little scary, you know, and it's, it can be scary for everybody. However, if, if you want your life to change, taking those steps is, is really uh, the catalyst to, to your transformation. And also, I think it's important to know you can take baby steps. It doesn't have to be big steps, but as long as you're taking steps and you have a really clear idea of who is this woman and how does she show up in relationships and who is she being in those relationships? Is she kind? Is she sweet? Is she soft? Is she confident? And then really stepping into that and having that intention every morning when you get up. I am the woman who is, and list the traits that, uh, that really qualify and identify that woman. And then at the end of the day, reflecting, did I live into that woman throughout the day? And this is not a time to beat yourself up, you know, and say, ah, I really kind of, I didn't do it, you know, in, in this particular instance. It's a time to be really um, acknowledging of yourself, of where you did step into things and having compassion for yourself at the times that you may not have shown up perfectly and, and all the while understanding that it's a journey of progression and not perfection. You know, I think the, the hardest step with that and, and often working with women and talking with them, and I, and I recognize this in myself, you know, I also went through, you know, a divorce that was life-changing for me is actually having switching the thought pattern that says, okay, now I'm ready for action and I'm going to start with step one, which is writing out what I want. But between the trauma or, you know, the, the feeling stuck and taking that first step, how do we get there? There's always that in between those two things where women tend to get lost. You know, even men when they're going through hard stuff is they sit in that, you know, kind of, you know, hurt or negativity and they, and they have a hard time taking that first initiative step. So what would be, I mean, a tip or some advice that you can give anybody that may be in that area right now where they know they're stuck, they know that there's some fixing that needs to be done, but they're just really hesitant and even beginning that first step. Well, I think, I think the first thing is really being honest with yourself about how badly do I want my life to change because everything comes down to desire, right? How, how strong is your desire? First of all, are you willing, you know, every successful person, they do the things that other people don't want to do. They're willing to be uncomfortable to grow. And so it requires one really getting clear about how much you desire to, to empower yourself And the second thing is that I think is even more important is creating a structure of support for yourself because it's real easy to get pulled back. So you want to find someone who can, you know, whether that's a friend who can, you know, you can um, have an accountability process with, or it's a coach or it's, you know, some sort of a program you want to put yourself into, you want to set yourself up for success by putting a structure of support. Somebody who knows, you know, who's, who's been there, who can help you or somebody, like I say, you might have friends who are living a life that you would absolutely love to live. And they might have some wisdom that they could share with you on a consistent basis and you can create the steps. But 
if you don't know how to get from point A to point B, you know, it's like anything. If you want to become a doctor and you've graduated high school, are, are you going to just say, how am I, you know, feel, sit there and feel badly? You don't know how to be a doctor? No, you're going to research schools that you can then get educated so you can become that doctor and get your, get the education. It's no different with our emotional, intel, you know, intelligence. And you also want to recognize that you probably have some beliefs that uh, are, you know, would benefit from reframing and you have healing. And so you want to really um, take the time to, to make those changes and to heal. Because, you know, a lot of times when we go through tough times, especially if it has to do with relationships and there can be resentment and blame and judgment and really hurt hurt feelings. If we, um, if we're not healing that, then we're going to stay in a kind of constricted state and we're not going to be open to the, to that woman who's living a different life. And so in order to be in harmony with that woman, we want to take the step to do the healing, whatever that looks like for you Mm. in whatever capacity. Mm. Sherry, it's been such an honor to have you on this show. I really appreciate you know your time today and talking with us and our listeners. I want to jump into the power section, if that's okay with you. I'd love to know sure. what is one book that you have read that's had a massive impact on your life so far that you would recommend to us? Well, I know you're asking for one, but if I can quickly just give three. I have the one is uh, Experiencing God by Henry and uh, Richard Blackaby. And, um, this is, this is a really wonderful book because it, it helps you to get beyond what you think, uh, your road is to really understand what your purpose is. And that's, what's going to give you your true joy. Spiritual growth by Sonia Roman was another one because it really does connect you to the higher, um, the higher powers that are there for you that you can tap into at any minute of any day to help you shift out of whatever tragedy or crisis or chaos you're going through or unhappiness. And the third is King's Cross by Timothy Keller, because he talks about how, you know, Jesus was really not about religion, but he was about love. And that is really the true essence of our happiness on this planet as well. And if we can learn how to fill ourselves up with that love, you're going to have a life that you can't even imagine how happy it is. And what is one thing that you've accomplished that you're proud of so far? Oh, gosh. Um, I think one of the things that I'm really um, proud of is going to um, Liberia uh, uh, as a transformational leader and teacher, having that opportunity to be of service and uh, teaching um, teachers there uh, transformational principles and going into the villages and installing water systems and um, really seeing the looks on people's faces who have not had the gift of clean water, you know, what we take for granted here in the United States, uh, creating that joy, that, that was one of the most significant things that I'm most proud of that I've done in my life. And is there anything that you do maybe on a daily basis or every morning, like a daily routine that helps you get a positive jumpstart or a positive rise to your day? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Yes. I actually do a walking uh, prayer meditation. So I get up first thing in the morning, uh, put on my my tennis shoes, and I go to a nearby park and I walk. And I, for me, connecting with you know nature, I feel the essence of 
that there is this greater, for me, it's God. So I feel that so strongly and I set my intention for the day. I imagine that it's the end of the day and that I'm sharing how my day went with my best friend and, you know, like all the things that I, that would be just so incredible have happened. And, uh, it, it really raises my vibration and it, and it helps me to set the day for success. Sherry, again, it's been such an honor to have you on the show. The last question that I always love to ask our guests is, you know, if you can leave us with one last piece, like one golden nugget, what would that be? Hmm. Beautiful. I think, um, gosh, I think what I would want to leave, um, leave you with is that when you find yourself in a situation that may be a struggle or a challenge and you're having a tough time, um, ask yourself, and primarily this is when you're in a tough time with somebody else, and it could be anybody. It could be a partner. It could be a, um, uh, it could be a sibling. It could be a parent. It could be a child. It could be a coworker. It could be anything, anybody. Ask yourself these four words, and it will completely change your life. What would love do? And get quiet and listen. And you will get an answer and you will see my experiences. You will see the situation in a totally different light. And it has those four words are so powerful. They have the ability to completely shift even the most troublesome relationship in your life and to keep you staying in that joyful space and get you out of the angst and so that you can live more in joy. Because from that state, you're going to attract everything you want in life. Sherry, thank you again so much for, for coming on the Rise Up For You podcast. How do we stay connected and how do we support you? I'm sure that there's listeners that are going to want to get in touch with you. Oh, thank you very much. Um, yeah, you can go to unleashyoursparkle.com and I have a lot of great information there. Uh, I also have, actually, you know what? I'd love to do this, Netta, for the people listening as well. I have a free gift that I'd love to give them. It's four steps to increase your love and happiness. It's a, an ebook and it's a guided step-by-step um, format that will help you pretty much instantly, you know, within, you know, the 15 minutes, 20 minutes that it takes you to, to go through it to increase uh, the love in your life. And that is at unleashyoursparkle.com forward slash gift. Wonderful. Uh, And we'll make sure we put that in the show notes for everyone. Thank you again so much. It's been an honor to have you on the show. Nada, thank you very much. It's just been a pleasure to be here. Thank you again for joining the Rise of Feud podcast. Again, this is your host, Natalina. We want to make sure that outside of the podcast, you're still growing and always getting continuous knowledge and our six pillars. So we want to make sure that you head over to our website, www.riseofyou.com, and take full advantage of the free resources and benefits that we have there. We have articles and contributors from around the world. We have a number of other podcast episodes, webinars, and a ton of tools and strategies and tips that are going to help you rise up to the next step professionally and personally. You can find us on every social media avenue. We're on Facebook, on our Facebook page, Rise Up For You. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Everything is at Rise Up For You, and we would love for you to join us. And definitely, you're going to want to head over to our website, www.riseupforyou.com. 
and get your free startup kit. We have compiled the top podcast interviews, the top webinars, and the top articles that fall in our six pillars. Plus a free startup guide, the six pillars to a prosperous life that's going to help you take that first step to really finding and building the life that you want professionally and personally. So again, if you head over to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, you get access to that startup kit for free. And don't forget to share. Our main mission is to empower, educate, and connect women globally. And we need your help to do that. So please help us spread the word, spread the message, share our content, share what Rise Up For You is about, and help us help you and other women around the world. Thank you again for joining us. Rise Up For You. Be better today than yesterday and prepare for a greater tomorrow.